Do ignore the background noise, the window's open because it's quite warm. It's the 2nd of July and my name's Tim. I'm the popcaster and I'm sitting in the uh, in my office slash rabbit's room slash music room in my house in the Rhondda Valleys in South Wales. And the window's open and up the road there is a woman calling out bingo numbers to a group of neighbours as you do. So if you hear anyone going one and two are number twelve, four and one forty-one, then do do excuse them. Um, they don't have jobs. Okay, so on this week's edition of Popcaster, I think it's uh, apt that we celebrate the release of Kylie Minogue's eleventh studio album Aphrodite as it was released exactly. 10 years ago, well, 10 years ago in two days, but don't tell anyone about the two days. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to give you a quick overview of my history with Kylie because Kylie has been there from the beginning almost. She was the one who was the artist on, I think, the first album I was ever given as a gift at a kid's party in 1990. That was the first album. I can't really remember much about it except it being a white cover with her with um, Kylie when she had the frizzy hair in the late 80s. Uh, but I didn't really pay attention to Kylie until she came back in 2000 with Spinning Around because by then I was listening to chart music properly up until that point it was pretty much whatever my mum and dad listened to and to be honest there's they're the ones who still hold the 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 closest piece the bit the, the the biggest pieces of my heart such as ABBA the Beatles, ELO, Carpenters, Queen, they're all right up there in my top ten of all time, ELO. Uh, of course, there, there are still... Uh, I'm a pop boy, though. Um, 90s pop, noughties pop at heart. And I like my R&B girl groups, Destiny's Child, TLC, all that. Uh, it's only in the last year or two that I've really started to not have a clue who's doing what in the charts. So... Yeah, I was 14 in the year 2000 when Spinning Around came out, so I was the prime candidate for buying her music at that point. But I must admit, I wasn't that fussed on Spinning Around or on a night like this, particularly on a night like this. I just thought it was a bit boring. I much preferred her duet with Robbie, uh, Kids, which got to number two. And the follow-up to that, which was a song off the... Oh, what was it called? The the album that came out around that. Light Years. Light Years. I liked the single Please Stay from that one. That didn't do very well in the charts. I think it got to about number 11. But the album had been quite successful for us. So that might be a reason why it didn't do very well. And I also loved the singles from Fever. I can't get you out of my head, of course. That was massive in September, October of 2001. And it was so successful that they had to push back the release of the next single, um, In Your Eyes, until February the following year. There was also Love at First Sight with the um, the remix, the Can't Get Blue Monday out of my head remix. That was a track on the single as well. So that was enough incentive to buy that single as well and come into my world i love that song um 
so the singles were really strong from the Fever album but the album itself I again I wasn't really that fussed on I was much more of a Kylie singles fan than albums fan at that time and then she came out with Body Language and I was like what the hell is she doing when when I first heard Slow I was like what I think a lot of people are a bit like what the fudge is Kylie doing does she not want her career to be successful anymore she'd already had that period in the mid 90s where she'd sacked off Stock Aitken and Waterman and wanted to go all independent and then she started bringing out albums just named after her a couple of times and yet she still wanted to go and release Slow. Yeah, we have a lot of motorcyclists live around here. Uh, Slow was was good. It grew on me eventually. But it was, even, even so, it was the lowest selling number one at the time. In the UK, at least. And I preferred Red-Blooded Woman and Chocolate. They were the follow-up singles from that album. And I don't think I bought Body Language. I might have bought it in later years from like a shop like That's Entertainment or CEX, that sort of place, like 99p. I certainly didn't buy it full price. Uh, Ultimate Kylie, though, 2004, the singles that came from that, I loved I Believe In You, but that was because it was co-written by Baby Daddy and Jake Shears from the Scissor Sisters who were absolutely huge in 2004 in fact they had the biggest selling album in the uk of the whole year with their debut album um and it was through the ultimate kylie collection that i ended up getting into the 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 period the in-between period of kylie's music a little bit like the singles i really enjoyed and now regards songs like where the wild roses grow and uh did it again put yourself in my place as amongst her absolute best singles then there was that period where she wasn't well and she came back in 2007 with x which at the time was considered a comeback considering the 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 time she'd had off it had been four years between original albums and there was a run of songs on the album X which were flawless, like a drug, in my arms, and speakerphone. So I don't understand the choices of singles, two hearts and wow, because they're just really substandard. And again, a little bit, a little bit weird. Well, not so much wow, wow was just boring, but two hearts was like, what? This isn't representative of, of the... The, mo- the the what could have been the biggest hits if if Parlophone Records knew what, what they were doing with this woman. I mean, the song "The One," which was written and produced by the Freemasons, is perfect. Uh, first time I heard it, I was it was when I was living in Exeter. I was in the bathroom and I had X on for the first time, and this song came on, and I was just like, "Oh my God, this is so good." And it, I just couldn't get over how much of a flop the single was in the UK. Um, saying that, though, the remainder of the album is a bit of a disappointment compared to the, the high points of, of X, like a drug in my arm, speakerphone, the one. Um, beyond that, I mean, there are songs with Calvin Harris on there. Uh, beyond the amazing in my arms i think heartbeat rock it's all just a little bit like what what are you doing what 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 is this kylie there's no consistency well 
something happened there was a turning point 2010 Aphrodite came along and it always seemed like it was a bigger deal than X even though X was the the album where you'd have thought that Parlophone would have wanted to really pull at the heartstrings more by promoting Kylie as the the woman who beat this terrible disease and she was coming back bigger better stronger than ever and it just sort of fell a bit flat and the album sales reflected that so first thing i heard from aphrodite was the 10 second clip on a loop for the very first tease of all the lovers i was salivating at the prospect of hearing this song in full and well i'm gonna play it for you now that very first loop Although it is a good song and it is one of her anthems now, I just felt the first time I heard the song properly, I was really disappointed. It had been a good couple of weeks between the teaser being released and the full song being released. And the problem was the best bit was the bit that they put in the loop and the rest was just like, okay. The loop was really short. It was like a blast of, it was like, an an eargasm as they'd say on the uh, the the sitcom the thick of it and the rest was just nice still i was looking forward to this album particularly when i read the pre-release the pre-release reports um showed that Stuart price was creating segues making like the the album a continuous mix so each song was going to segue from one track to another to make the album just one long track a little bit like um what he did with madonna's perfect album confessions on a dance floor so i was very excited a lot of anticipation and the day i bought the cd it was on release day so we're looking at the 30th of june 2010 i put the cd on and there was no segues anywhere another disappointment Right, it's only joining one song to another but there's just something about keeping it all very keeping the flow going i like that idea of one track being sort of subtly joined to another without it seeing like effortlessly and it wasn't there so because i loved confessions so much i was hoping for a confessions part two. <coughs> oh my pardon me and that didn't happen now, two weeks before this, Scissor Sisters had brought out Nightwork, which was another album produced by Stuart Price. And again, albeit a, a sort of return to form, it was more like album one rather than album two. Again, it was just like, oh, 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 no, not quite. So, a bit underwhelmed. So, track one was, was All the Lovers. And track two 
get out of my way i love this song so much it should have been the first single though it was a major letdown to only make number 11 let's have a little listen to it song is called put your hands up now this was a bigger success as a single in australia than get out of my way was uh, it was only a from from memory it was only like a club promo in the uk and it was all right on first listen but again because there was so i was so excited about this album before it came out it was i think it's it's right it's right what 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 my mother told me a lot when i was younger if you look forward to something too much you end up disappointed and i'm on track 3 and i wasn't wow 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 as much as i'd hoped by this point overall Track four is closer. All right, take it, take turning, turning a bit of a corner now because I could listen to this late at night in a gay club with a bottle of poppers in hand and feel like I'm in absolute heaven. The only downside to it though is how short the song is. come on to everything is beautiful it's a mid-tempo it's gorgeous uh, very warming vocals um, lyrically it's hopeful for the future I like the way that Kylie sings this one and it was I believe now let me just check this I believe it was co-written by Tim Rice Oxley who was a member of Keen yes it was written by Tim Rice Oxley and Fraser T Smith he's the one who wrote uh, set fire to the rain for Adele uh, broken strings that great duet for James Morrison Nelly Furtado uh, he also did stuff with Tayo Cruz as well um, all of Tayo Cruz's biggest hits including the one that he'd do with Kylie the year after in Higher. Yeah. 
six track six is aphrodite it's the title track and it's one of the surviving tracks from the initial narina palo sessions this one only a couple of the songs from the narina palo sections actually made the final aphrodite track list and this is the first one the other one is a single uh, called better than today which we'll come on to in a minute now aphrodite is it's mid-tempo ish mid to up tempo and it's got a nice bangy sort of well we'll have a listen to it now Now, I think Aphrodite would have made a much better intro to the album rather than being plonked smack bang in the middle of the collection. I, I feel like it would also work as... It sounds a little bit theme-tuny or advert music. It's the, the chorus. I don't know, there's something about it that just makes me feel like it could be theme music of sorts. Um, now... I think they must have felt like the, 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 the powers that be over in Parlophone or whoever the tour manager was at the time must have thought also that it's intro-y because it ended up being the intro uh, song to the the tour to support this album, Les Folies Tour, the, the, in 2010-11. So, I'm not just imagining that. through the album track seven is called illusion now this is the first song that i can't remember by title alone uh, when doing research for this review so let's have a play and uh, let's see if i can remember it now now where has it gone now i was looking for my cd copy of this actually um for this review and i cannot find it to save my life i hope i haven't um accidentally left it in a previous flat and lost it forever but you can now find copies for 99p from ebay anyway all right let's press play on spotify for illusion i was just about to say why is it so quiet it's because i muted the speaker
don't really remember this one at all. I must have skipped this one a lot. Okay, let's pause that then. Move on. Better than today. Now, I remember being puzzled why, once again, Parlophone had picked one of the mid-quality tracks as a single. So when I say mid-quality, I mean mid-quality uh, in terms of if you put all the songs on Aphrodite in order of how good they are, I'd say this one is in the middle. I mean, it's quite nice. It's It sounds a little bit like earlier Kylie songs, like Fever period sort of melody and um musicianship and uh, the 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 instrumental sounds sounds a bit fevery to me uh, i remember that she performed it on the x factor back when singles could do amazingly on the charts after a performance on that show and yet the song still failed to make the top 20 which i think to me is a sign of how good the song is compared to well, her peers' music at the time.
Carly again, isn't it? Come on. Welcome back, Carly. Lovely to have you here. How are you doing? Very well. So nice to be back. Hey, Danny, how about that, hey? Listen, I know you watch the show. What do you make of this year's crop? You liking it? It's amazing. I imagine your favourite category might be the boys. Could very well be, yeah. <laughs> and listen, that single, is, that's out right now to download? Uh, very soon, yes. And the tour, when's that happening? The tour starts in February next year. So nice to have you here. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up, it's Kylie Minogue. Too much. Now, this is another song that I can't remember by title alone. So let's, let's press play on this one. So as you can tell, the melodies come back to me a little bit. Is this one of the Calvin Harris ones? Yeah, so this was actually co-written with Calvin Harris and Jake Shears. Ah, now this sounds very early 2010s Calvin Harris. Have a listen to this one. Alright, it works as a as an album track to keep the keep the tempo going, but considering you've got two artists who have had loads of hits and the one continues to to this day in, in Calvin Harris, it's it's strange how flat that song is, really. However, we then move on to Cupid Boy. Now, I remember Cupid Boy. I used to play this track a lot um, in the gay bar I worked in, in Cardiff, Eagle Bar. This was one of the songs I remember we played a lot. Um, Now, on every great pop album, there's a song that blows everything after it out of the water. This is no exception. This is like the the second half of the album's closer um it's a missed single opportunity i think and the gays could have made this a huge club hit i reckon Good stuff, good stuff, good. Cupid boy, when we touch. 
we've got Looking for an Angel. Uh, keeps the tempo going. Again, it's a good album track. But again, it's not single material. And then the final track, Can't Beat the Feeling. It's another good up-tempo album track, but again, not single-worthy. A better album closer for me would have been Everything is Beautiful or Better Than Today, just to calm things down a bit after the up-tempos, the proper up-tempo ones. It feels like there should be something after Can't Beat the Feeling to wrap the album up properly. It just sort of... After 12 tracks, it's like nearly three quarters of an hour and it just sort of ends, stop. That Scissor Sisters Nightwork. I actually surprisingly preferred that to Aphrodite. I thought it would be the other way around. But Aphrodite, for me, disappointed on first listen overall. It's. Uh, with time, I can remember more about Aphrodite than Nightwork, even though I've still forgotten a few of the tracks, as, as you told, <laughs> as you worked out from my commentary earlier on. And I think the music consumer has been kinder to Kylie over the 10 years that followed these releases as well. Uh, I mean, what have we had since 2012? We had that dodgy Abbey Road album. Uh, boring is the, the the nicest word I can think of for that album. We used to have to listen to that in Eagle Bar on a Sunday night. Uh, the drag queen, Dr. Bev, used to be absolutely obsessed and she'd make us play it. Well, actually, no, Dr. Bev had had her own mixing desk and speakers and would play the music from her mixing desk and it was always the fucking Abbey Road album. Um, that's Dr. Beverly Ball Crusher, if, if you're aware. Friend, friend of the stars. Uh, and then, yeah, we'd have that in between bingo games, and we generally berate him for, for for playing them. 2014, Kiss Me Once. Now, nothing enticed me to listen to that album at all. Um, I did play I Was Gonna Cancel a lot at the time, though, and Beautiful, which was the duet she did with Enrique Iglesias. And later that year, in the October, I did see Kylie live in Cardiff. And I've got to say, it was my favourite concert to date. It's the one where she had the bathtub and she comes out of the bathtub with fake bubble bath on her. Um, and does I Should Be So Lucky. It was a really good uh, concert. Loved that concert. Uh, 2015 and 16, she was doing the whole Kylie Christmas thing. A big perennial money maker for Parlophone. But again, I'm not interested. Um, I've never invested properly in the whole Kylie package. So I'm not going to get a Christmas album of hers. 
However, Golden, something happened. And that thing was, she moved to another label. She moved to BMG, ready for the 2018 release of this album. I, and I actually went the other way this time in terms of Kylie albums. I bought a whole package with, from her website, which featured a special edition CD, picture disc vinyl, a seven-inch single of dancing, and the album on tape. And I don't even have a tape player. Now, that is a great album. Uh, dancing was actually my most played song of 2018. Uh, Stop Me From Falling was definitely up there, too. Perfect combination of countryfied pop and fever-era Kylie for me. Not an album I go back to a lot, though, now in 2020, which is odd. Uh, last year, we had the Definitive Collection brought out... Um, Again, uh, later in the year, I uh, in a three-disc edition, I've got that one, even though the single from it, New York City, isn't a good single choice. It's very crap. Uh, so I can, uh, it seems, fall out of favour with the pop girls. I'm not as brainwashed as some of my... Uh, some people I've known in the past have led me to believe that I'm just some some little gay boy who listens to whatever's in the charts that's that's not the case kylie for me has been very up and down uh, quality wise now what will her next album which apparently is another self-titled album what's that gonna bring uh, the rumblings in the news are that she's going back to a fever era style she's going poppy properly again so maybe we'll get something i i think she's gonna go maybe fever but 20 years into the future perhaps everything seems to come around in 20 year cycles and uh, anniversaries and stuff 20th anniversary things they seem to be quite popular there's been the the steps revival there's been the Spice Girls reunion. There's been a lot of boy bands and girl groups and all of those getting back together from the late 90s, early noughties. I think that um, this next Kylie era is going to be a big one for her. But uh, yeah, that's about it for this week's uh, special Popcaster uh, edition uh, celebrating 10 years of Kylie's Aphrodite album I th I'm fond of a lot of it I'm fond of a lot of it um, but yeah I'm not like bl blown over by any of, of her albums as a whole what do you think let me know what you think uh, add me on Twitter the handle is at pop Caster O, that's the letter O's, it's Pop Caster O, and I would love to see your comments on what you think of Aphrodite 10 years since its release. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll uh, catch up with you very soon. Bye!